Okay, hello, hello. This is a strange lunch. I am here with the wonderful Mayre. Hi. And I wrote the R's, that's how it's supposed to be done, right? Mayre. Mayre. Yeah. Um, she was, what, what are your pronouns? I'm gonna play around with that a little bit. I'm she, I she, guess. She. I'm she, I'm that, I'm it. I'm it, I'm me, shit. Too. <laughs> me too. I'm shit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, because I, you know, I, I fluctuate. I, I fluctuate from the inappropriate to the appropriate sometimes on these podcasts. So today I felt like being that way because okay. I, I went to a farm last week, so I ended up practicing that a lot and running into it. And I'm just like, okay. Pronouns? Yeah, pronouns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. A lot of like, awareness around pronouns. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. And it's like, I like it because like, I like anything that breaks tendency just to bring it back to what happened in our, mm -hmm. when we met. Okay. So, Mayre. Mayre. <laughs> Mayre. So Mayre um, taught an Ayurvedic introduction class. So it was in January, right after our yoga teacher training ending. And um, we've been in correspondence ever since and laughing about these things and that things and having like little funny moments on the internet. And we finally got to make some time to have conversation and we, I don't know, we met up today, what day is today? Today's May 6th? Yeah. yeah it's exactly one month from my birthday. Oh, so nice. June 6th. Okay. I'm June 6th. Gemini's. Yeah. And when's, when's your birthday? May 22nd. May 22nd. Coming right so up. So Gemini's. We're two Gemini's. <laughs> so it's, expect for this to be very chatty and long-winded. Yes. And very diverse in where it could go. Um, so I, I don't know. Would you like to? I mean, are we dive right in? Yeah. Well, well. Like, or talk about yeah, yourself. Yeah. Talk, 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 talk about yourself a little bit. Okay. Okay. So you got the Ayurvedic. Right. You, your your five hundred hour. I have my five hundred hour yoga teacher training certification. Mm -hmm. um, hundreds of hours. I think I've I probably have like seven hundred hours of teacher training, but it doesn't. It's all accolade. It's more what you do with it. Um, I teach, I teach vinyasa, I teach restorative yoga, uh, a little bit of yin yoga, um, and I share a lot of Ayurveda, a lot of what has come to uh, give me a better state of wellness, and it's pretty much um, through the Ayurvedic lens that I look, look at things, um, I make decisions on what I eat, what I wear, uh, what I'm doing with myself, just taking into account the energies around me and my own energy. It's just made me uh, more attuned with energies, really, if right. I think about it. So um, what would be a quick synopsis on what, if we can make a quick synopsis on Ayurveda? I know Ayurveda, we need to tell an entire story. I know, well, I did your, your, your I think your, your intro was like three, four hours long. We don't have three, four hours. Yeah. So um, real quick, um, I guess if I had to, it's the, and very common phrasing here, um, it's the science of life in terms of how we balance the fundamental energies that make up everything. Mm -hmm. There are three energies, um, and those three energies are identified through the elements to which they correspond. So the energy of earth and water brings about kapha energy. Kapha energy. Uh, the element of fire and water brings pitta energy. Pitta. Fiery. Fire. And then the elements of air and space uh, give us what's vata, the vayu, mm -hmm. energy. Um, so those three energies are just about in anything, everything, persons, animals. Um, and depending on the proportions, uh, one sees them a little bit more so than the others. One becomes a primary and um, secondary and then you know, the last. Yeah. 
Um, and we've spoken a lot about, and I, and I know in a podcast it's weird, it's like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do with that? So I think what's become pragmatic, what people are looking for are like really go-to things. Like, okay, so if, it, if it's the energy um, right now of kapha, of springtime, fertility, and there's a lot of mud happening, because earth and water create mud, and that's what we have. We have like rainy days happening, April, May, lots of rain, lots of mud. Um, and you, it's easy to poo-poo it because it's like nobody wants, you know, rainy days. But like everything else in nature, they're a necessity. It's a necessity before you have the boom of summer, of the heat, that you really get entrenched in some of the mud and, and soften um, and create. And create. This is a time of year for creation. So... I think right now what people want to hear is like, what do I eat? Like, what do I eat in the springtime? Like, what do I, what do, I do? Um, and springtime's nice because um, how, how we eat corresponds specifically to what's happening around us. So everything's starting to sprout. Mm-hmm. And we are eating what's sprouting. So we're eating more greens. Um, in the winter, there's less greens. Uh, so you're eating more things that are preserved, things that are pickled. Um, grains are coming through. Yeah. Uh, legumes are coming to dry legumes. Fermented things. Fermented. So you see all of that. You see all of that in the colder months, especially uh, towards the tail end of winter. That's when you're taking out your fermented goods um, out of like mason jars in February. I'm going to prepare for this winter because I really love fermented food. So I, I like, Oh, so harvest so, season is yeah. going to be good for yeah, you. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. your so, harvest season. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be very excited for that. Continue. No, of course. And, <laughs> and please, uh, I'll talk no, to you. No, no, so. no, keep going, keep going. So right now, it's nice because as things start to sprout, it's really indicative of how we should be eating more of what's sprouting, eating more greens. Uh, the kapha energy is balanced by things that are bitter. And the kapha energy is also, just as it is around, in the things around us, it's in our bodies. So right now is a time where you might still be like me, wearing some of your winter weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the bitters that break through that, that, that help bitters. us release the bitters. So the bitter, like the bitter kale, like your bitter greens, your stringent greens. Um, it's like the saying goes, the bitter truth, like you want to reveal. So in order to reveal it and strip away, eat bitter um, and that's and that speaks to anybody who wants to re- reveal or remove uh, kapha remove stuff that's stagnant in the body mm-hmm. whether it's energetic or, or physical like fat or whatever it is um, so, so so if I'm understanding correctly you would eat these bitter foods and like you know like right now I find it a little I'm a little sluggish waking up so yeah. these bitter like if I if I if I um, give myself healthy portions of these bitter foods, I'll start peeling away to that sluggishness, that heaviness yeah, exactly. in the morning. Exactly, yeah. because it's both. It's both, it's always, it's always everything. It's always mental and physical. And if you look at it, like it's almost like in preparation for these more energetic, more quicker moving, once things start to heat up. You got you it, know. yeah. So that's really what spring eating looks like. Um, spring eating is, is identifying the foods that are not perhaps, um, it, and it's all relative to your to your to your taste. But like getting into like okay kale, it's you know getting my kale chips or just raw kale or cooking with kale, um, because yeah you're still eating um, a good amount of cooked foods in the spring. So uh, broccoli, whether it's raw or just giving it like a light steaming, this is a time for it. Um, the color of the season is green. It's indicative of everything we should be consuming. But bearing in mind that. Um, not to get too ahead of ourselves because there's some things that you want to wait off until the summertime like 
Like summery, summery fruits, like really fruits? summery fruits. Yeah, right. like summery fruits, like getting into like your full raws, like your full raw, like you know, days of just eating tons of raw stuff, like fruits. That's more for the, the heat of the summer. Because they're more watery, liquid, like oranges. Yeah, and, and they're instant energy. Instant um, energy. Yeah, they're, because they're of the high sugar content. Yeah, content. your body and fire burns right through them, um, and they're instant energy, and they're cooling more importantly than anything else, actually. Um, so while you're heat, you're feeling the heat of like the city or the, wherever you are around you, and you're feeling the heat because now you're getting up a little bit faster in the summer. You have the fire. The fruits are what keeps you pacified, keeps the fire in check, mm -hmm. so you don't experience burnout. Mm -hmm. So right now it's like easing into that. Uh, spring is a little precarious because you don't want to just jump and start um, eating too many other fruits that are like, for example, watermelon. Watermelon is, is more something that I would jump into like July, August. Like right now is not like watermelon time. Right now it would be a good idea to bring in more berries. Berries? Yeah, because- uh, Fibrous? Uh, antioxidants. Antioxidants. Um, they'll help right now in the springtime, your, your blood um, is doing a lot of renewal mm -hmm. and antioxidants helps freshen up your blood. So like, and again, stuff that's stagnant from the winter and the spring, berries are what helps. And that's why they become pretty prevalent early on in the season. Because a lot of what I say, it just makes sense if you look at like, a, uh, what is it, the farmer's... The cat. farmer's almanac? Yeah, a lot of it, what I say, you're like, oh, and that makes sense that we like eat this way. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the direction of right now is getting into the salads again. It's bringing in salads because let's face it, you don't eat a salad in December and January and feel good. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you just it's it not, just doesn't seem like it works it's not working out for it doesn't you. warm you it, yeah. it, if anything your ajni your your internal fires are, are put out and you're building up those fires to keep you warm so then you go eat a salad in the winter it feels like just threw something wet on the fire it didn't really heat you up mm -hmm. but a bowl of stew hot stew feels good mm -hmm. so this is the time where we're like oh it's the swing around it's the okay i'm, I'm less stews um and even the way we cook in the spring, the time we're spending in the kitchen changes. Because for me, in the, in the winter, I'm in the kitchen a lot, a lot, like hours, because that's when you're putting in like your, your, your legumes, your chickpeas that are taking a lot of hours, your, your kidney beans, um, all those like dishes that require being in front of the kitchen. But like what better place to be in the winter when it's cold out than in front of the stove for a lot of hours, right. you know? Wow. It all makes, and that's why that's why I really was attracted to the framework that you just laid on us on that day. It was just like it seems everything fits in its proper place in harmony, like as little friction as possible for what it is that you're trying to achieve. Because like beans in the summer seems like torture. Yeah. <laughs> and some of my grandmothers do it. Like my mamita will do it. Like just cracking open a window, like she, throwing yeah, a pan. Exactly. Oh my. <laughs> Like she'll do it, but it's just, yeah. It's a little counterintuitive. Right. It's a little counterintuitive. That makes so much sense. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much what, what springtime looks like. It's getting, so now you're eating things that are sauteed and steamed, so they require less cooking time. Mm -hmm. So you're in the kitchen less, um, and you get to be out manifesting more of what it is you want to do in the spring. Mm -hmm. Because you were inside a lot in the winter and you're conceptualizing like the seeds. Like, we're ready here to party. <laughs> so now it's like, all right, well, I sat on, I had these seeds. I went into winter with them, um, seeds of ideas, but then I didn't really do much with them because it was cold and I, you know, I was, I had the holidays and, and it's not the time of it, of year for it. Mm -hmm. So if you started, and this goes to everybody. So if you started a January one, 
New Year's resolution. I'm sorry you did that. Um, it's okay. You could actually make it like you started at May 1 or April 1 and start all over and you'll see that everything around you will encourage you to get that going. Because in January, um, it, like I want to say the term, it's dead because it's yeah. dead. Yeah, it's still a sleepy it's state. Dead. I, 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 I can relate with that. It's somber. And when I, when I, I want to use the term death, and I want to say it's dead because um, we have all these associations with death being a really bad thing. Right. And um, and that's why when so many of us get the winter blues because we're not comfortable with the death of things. We're not comfortable with seeing leaves die wow. and things die around us. And we get the winter blues because it's it's it feels like the end. Yeah. And we don't realize that there's like a cycle coming on. This is such an important part of the cycle. And once you become comfortable with that, yeah, things are gonna die because things have to die for new things to come up. Could that be why Jesus resurrects in the spring? That's definitely why Jesus resurrects. Specifically why Jesus resurrects yeah. in the spring, like, yeah, yeah, the story know. of. And that's definitely why. Um, the birthday being in December, I'm, I know there's more history to that, right. but it doesn't connect to why he resurrects in the spring, so I'm absolutely sure so, yeah, that's why that Jesus way, right? was made to pop up in the spring like everything else energetically that pops up in the spring. and. You know, and the kids like the the eggs, like the symbolism of like eggs hatching brand new. That's everything. That's seeds hatching. That's us rehatching. Seeds. That's hatching. us rehatching because we kind of we go into the winter and we take our quiet time. We need quiet time. We just need to be more comfortable with quiet time because um, you know it's it's really easy to um, get a little bit in in this gray area of am I sad or am I just in winter? Like am I? It's just a quiet time, and this is what it looks like. It's lonely. It's a little lonely in the winter. Yeah. By design. Yeah. By design. Yeah. Okay. And that's our quick little argument beta. <laughs> no, it's. I don't wonderful. know how people are gonna listen to us. This is a lot. <laughs> no, no. I think they'll follow. Just they'll follow. shooting off. Like, yeah, yeah, shooting yeah. Shooting off on elements, but um. They're gonna be just with the notebook, just burning through the pages. <laughs> It's, it's, and, I, and we started off, and I don't know if we should have done like an intro mm -hmm. to Ayurveda before this, like just an intro one. Um, but who cares? Let's, let's skip on yeah. through. One thing that I... That That's I, ultimately what I end up doing too, is also creating little one minute clips for people to just watch online. Because not, not everybody's going to dive into half an hour to an hour. Oh, especially of like, what are they talking about? Right. But then if you, <laughs> get, if you get them with the one minute clip, they'll just go, oh, what's that? And then like, oh, I kind of learned a little one minute yeah, something Yeah, I mean, here. even if you just learned from me right now that you shouldn't be eating raw cold foods when it's cold and wintry outside and that those foods make a lot of sense when it's fiery yeah. summer, then that's a great step. Because right. I can't tell you how many times I see... Um, people uh, having trouble with like the uh, the weight that is gained in the holidays and I want to say this you're supposed to gain weight in the winter um, you know we've evolved a lot over the last thousands of years but some part of evolution is that we learned uh, our bodies learns to gain weight in the winter to stay warm and um, much to people's dismay the, we do our body acts um, and our subconscious acts out of survival instinct and the survival instinct is to start increasing the cal the caloric intake yeah. um, as we head into winter. Like you start like stocking on the weight and you start eating keeps more, you warm. keeps you warm, more substantial foods, um, more nutrient because you know um, the body, we also know through, everything is through time, through time and cycles, mm -hmm. that there's gonna be um, less 
abundance at the end of winter. So it's like get it in while you can. So there's that like get big, get a little thicker. So people are usually dismayed. And like around the holidays, it's really interesting because it's very celebratory. But a lot of us are realizing, oh my God, there's there's more of me. There's more weight. Um, and then you're, you're out less and you're wearing more layers. Um, and, and like all modern things that are cool, that is not cool. Getting fat, putting more clothes on, there's nothing cool about it. Um, so I always feel that at the end of winter, like in spring, you hear like, I don't have my summer body. Like, and um, well, the summer body doesn't really get created in the winter is the truth. The summer body, if, if this is a time to work on it. But if, if, if there is a, such a thing, because your body's your body all year right, long. Right, your body's your body all year long. Exactly. But if there is such a thing as a summer body, then it's definitely not something that I would contend that I would um, worry myself about in January because in January, my body is my winter body. It's trying to keep me warm. And um, it's out of self-preservation that my body has chosen to keep some of the weight that it normally would burn off. Mm -hmm. So... It's nice to tell people this time of year, like, yeah, now you could start eating way more salads and now it makes a lot more sense um, and it'll help you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I, I like how um, it revolves around the life and death, fast and slow. You know, we got fast points of, of our lives and the seasons. I'm with fast got, boy. Yeah, fast I'm with, boy. I'm with fast boy. <laughs> um, and then we got the slow. You know what's funny? Like we um kind of develop like as we continue to play around with the fast boy concept, we finally came all the way full circle. We've we've hit fast so much, and we got to a point where we started saying, uh, "Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast." Slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. Okay. Because when you're just when you're just focused on going fast, you end up breaking things and. Being, you know but if you because like I guess it's the idea of almost like deliberate practice you know you start slow you learn you learn the movements slow so that you can then commit it to memory and right. then all of a sudden it's a part of your uh, faster process right. after, after a while because it smooths out it's comfort right? yeah yeah like muscle memory and all these things like that you know this is a really good book yeah you do come back to slow huh do you come back to slow i mean eventually you don't have to it's just because it just happens so quickly it's like you know how to play guitar you go one note at a time eventually you'll be able to play all the notes in succession it, up to speed mm. in which you want to do it it's not necessarily going fast fast is not necessarily better it's i think in my opinion within it's rhythm because i was with that what you said at the very beginning, I followed, yes, because it, it speaks to what we were talking about before we started recording. Um, my yoga practice was fast, smart, fast, fun. Yes, yeah, at the fast, beginning. Fun. Smart, fast, fun. Um, but now it's slowed down intentionally, and then that's why I asked you to go back to slow. Yeah. Because you always um, go back to slow. Yeah. I, always, yeah, uh, uh, I think you have to go back to slow, only because right. it, it's in slow that the the mindfulness to to reassess. Because what happens is we learn things one way and we, and like you said, muscle memory, we go back to them. And it doesn't necessarily, and just because it's what we learned at one point in junction and we're told it was right, doesn't necessarily mean that's where we should always, that where we should go back to. Mm -hmm. In fact, we should go back to it real slow and break it apart again mm -hmm. and see where, where, because it's, there's little nuances that make the change. Um, and we are all creatures of habit, and our habits need to be broken up. Yeah, and, and that's... Our habits need, and our habits aren't broken up when we're going fast, because it's too fast, especially if you're in a group setting in a class. 
um, the class is going really fast, the teacher doesn't catch that you're doing the same old, same old mistakes, the same little things, you know, your, your hip bone's not coming out, it's to its side, like all those little mistakes are being repeated, but no, there's, it's too fast so nobody stops and says no. And it's also the time where you're able to say, you know what, let me take a step back and be almost back to the beginner. Mm -hmm. Beginner's mind. Beginner's Zen. mind. Beginner's mind. Like maybe I don't know this, and you see another approach, and then it, from there, that's the build. There's, that's the growth right there. It's like hard to figure out where growth is, but the growth mm. is when you're so vulnerable that you almost say, "Okay, I know nothing again," and somebody just fills in the blank, and you put what you know, and it's like, "Oh, there's there, I'm one step higher." And, and, and it goes a little faster yeah. again because you know all the other little steps. Which eventually, you know, because right. or some of your steps were bullshit and you were right. taught the wrong thing the, all along, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, the growth is that you let go. Yeah, something happened. Oh, I think it's, it's still recording. It's just, <laughs> it's just letting us know that <laughs> it's like it we, was got, we, got, we got 20 minutes. But yeah, so I think that's 20 percent. That's important to like to know to to know that in the slowdown is where even the most advanced practitioner and slow down is gonna find something. Mm -hmm. That's called like fast and slow thinking, hot and cold. There's a book called Thinking Fast and Slow. So like in the colder states, which also- so This uh, is why I like talking to him. <laughs> it's like nerdy stuff, but I'm like, oh, there's a book that says, yeah, let's, let's yeah, see yeah. what's the, this book. The, the entire book is that's what it's about. And um, which actually connects really well to what happens in the winter versus what happens in the summer. You know, in the winter you reflect. So like everything has that, that almost a polarity, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, you know, if you want to learn, you learn slow and then eventually you go fast and then you have to go back to learning slow. So that's our entire life. So the book, Thinking Fast and Slow, it talks about like our fast thinking versus slow thinking. So fast thinking is what we're doing on the fly. Like this conversation is happening on the fast thinking part of our brain. We're reaching into what we already There's know. There's no planning here whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. here's the phone, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're like on the spot and whether you're comfortable or not already, it's like this is what shows up, you know? Um, the slow thinking, which happens a little less, is the more deliberate practice of things when you're reflecting, journal writing, or practicing something very slow to commit it to the memory. This is how you want to do it when you're on, when you're on the right. spot. You know, so the whole entire book is all about how we move between those two things. I don't know the name of the... What's the, the title again? Uh, Thinking Fast and Slow. Thinking Fast and Slow. All right, that's on my homework list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, or you can just watch it on YouTube. There's like a little breakdown of the book, which I really love about the internet. While we're on here, we're not crazy. Thinking yeah, yeah, fast yeah, yeah, and yeah, slow. yeah. You could do that. You could just save it right up. Um, well, we could share it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. so, yeah, like the fast part of our brain is what Daniel... Thinking fast and slow? Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Daniel Ka Ka Kahneman. Kahneman. Yeah, Kahneman. So, the idea is that the fast part of our brain is adapted to learn very quickly. So, like, if a tiger comes in... Ooh, uh, the example that they used in the YouTube video was a tiger came and killed your, your first child. And then you learn, oh, tigers are dangerous. So now, next time I have my child, next time I see uh, the next child that I have, because, you know, we pop out kids a lot when we... Um, pre-society. <laughs> so, we had lots of Yeah, we had a lot of children, okay. you know, because like children died a lot. So it was a lot of experiments. <laughs> we, we run a lot of experiments to get us here to the safe society of comfort that we're in and it happens a lot less, you know. And then now it happens a lot more because nobody's vaccinating their children. I'm just kidding.
I'm just, it's just a joke. <laughs> Somebody got the plague recently on a, on a plane. The plague? Yeah, two people. I, just the plague? They were carrying the plague? They had the plague on a plane. They quarantined a plane. They quarantined the whole entire plane? Yeah, mm. that's what happened. It's a little weird. But, uh, so anyway, so, um, so then you would learn very quickly that uh, Wait, so you're, you're pro-vaccination? No, I don't know. I'm not pro or, or I anything. Like, I'm just, I don't know, I like, I don't know I don't enough know. about it to understand. But it's just, when you hear anti-vax, it's like that's really con contrarian thinking, which I don't think it's necessarily bad because everything should be questioned at one point or another. You know, you just have to facilitate the conversation properly, but it's not. We get into our little echo chambers. And that's yeah. all that really... So all that, like, I, I, I think my entire perspective is like let's have a conversation about anything anything but let's not attach ourselves to the results or anything let's try and exchange the best information and filter it through because yeah. we we because we, what happens when we get into like conversation with one another we instead sometimes use war tactics to win in indirect ways instead of getting down to maybe the logical things that fit or don't you know we try to use persuasion tactics such as um like uh, ad hominem attacks where we attack the character not the argument you know straw men where we like put up we say that this is their argument and we attack the straw men so we play a lot with perception because we're really smart humans are just super smart so i think the what we should be doing whether we're anti-vax vax pro-vax vax, like lay out the best facts that we can or lay right. out or lay out what we can Determine. Maybe in those facts, realize that you don't have to subscribe to one or the other. Right. That you that there's not that doesn't have to always be because I think that, that with a lot, especially like scenes, that's why I asked you. Right. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you have to be at one extreme or the other extreme, and um, more, more and more like like everything else, people are getting to the extremists, and, and there's no middle ground. Right. And there's so much space to live in terms of learning and knowing and sharing when you are open to the middle ground. Right. Like the middle path. The middle, the middle path. path. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the middle path of vaccines, by yeah. the way. That's yeah, 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 no, absolutely. That's I don't, I, I, I I don't do flu shots. Like, flu shots seem a little weird so, to me. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'll just catch the flu. I'll be all right. Yeah, like, I believe I believed to an extent um, in the medicine of a vaccine. Um, and I also believe to an extent in the influence of, of the stock market and, and money. So it's it's knowing that there's, there's credibility on the um, theory of vaccination, of how... Um, our immune system works when we're vaccinated. Mm -hmm. There's credibility there that, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, absolutely. yeah. But in the repetition, uh, because there's dollars amounts when there's repeated shots and repeated vaccines, that equals money. And when these uh, repeated vaccines rolled out, when our economy was mm. it's pretty much its worst in 2008, is when you question, well, you know, if you only needed one polio shot for decades and decades, but then when there was an economic crisis, it was suggested that maybe there would maybe there'd be three. Um, Mm. See? So wow. it's it's understanding that and knowing that you don't that, that okay, while I do subscribe I understand the vaccine, I also see where maybe <laughs> the decision to increase them uh, was to help our market. So it's it's that. That's why No, I no, that. that's amazing. Oh my god, that's like an amazing uh, example of that middle ground middle and ground. having and having the little nuances. You have a lot of middle ground with a lot of things. And yeah. you have to live your life and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to an extent. And I think that it becomes harder and harder to live your life when you become an extremist of any form. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, religion, food. <laughs> th th things start to flare up and then you can't live. And it's hard to find peaceful. balance that way. It's right. hard to 
find balance when you're on one end versus another end and you don't see that it's all the same. Right. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> no, really. Go, 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 what? Are we going to keep doing this? How long are we talking for? <laughs> well, this is almost 30 minutes, so this is like just could be the first half. Okay. So we, let's, let's, let's um, divide it up for the second half and uh, we'll end on this note.